I'm Kate Daniels. Anytime is the right time to talk about good health, and particularly our good heart health. And today is a perfect day to meet Dr. Ruchi Kapoor, who is a cardiologist with UW Medicine and is the board president for American Heart Association, Puget Sound. Dr. Kapoor is here to speak most specifically about blood pressure and how we can understand it and monitor it in our best heart health interest. Dr. Ruchi Kapoor, good morning. Thank you so greatly for taking time with us this morning. Of course, my pleasure to be here, and thank you for having me. Well, that is my pleasure, and my uh, real enthusiasm for having this opportunity to share very critical, and I'm going to say life-saving information uh, with the majority of our listeners, because uh, no doubt many of us either have, know that we have, or will have high blood pressure. Correct. It's a lot of people don't realize what a critical number it is to keep track of, because it has implications on every aspect of um, of somebody's health. And it's very possible that, and I can put myself in this category. It's very possible that we might have what is elevated blood pressure and even not be aware of it. Yes, hundred percent. Yes. I have so many patients who come in who tell me, oh, uh, I mean, I can't have high blood pressure. I don't, I don't feel any different. I feel good. Um, you know, I can go about, do my day, and I don't feel any different. How can I have high blood pressure? And that's unfortunately the nature of the diseases that can, it can be very insidious. And people don't feel it until it's a little bit too late. Right. And it's amazing that, you know, it's possible that all of a sudden it shows up. So to just share my experience, uh, Mm -hmm. even though I was seeing my doctor on a regular annual basis, it was only when I showed up one day to donate blood and they took the blood pressure reading and they said, oh, no, it is too high. We can't have you do this and you better go see your doctor. So it was that kind of a situation. Oh, that's um, that's amazing, and I'm so glad they, that somebody noted it and you know told you to kind of take care of it as opposed to just letting it slide under the rug. Right. Yes. So that's I think amazing. it's I I didn't feel any differently, and as I say, it evidently it had been fine. Maybe it was borderline high uh, in the past this doctor visit. So I mm-hmm. so here we are knowing that this can just in a way, sneak up on you, and it's really important uh, to to be aware of, so much so that uh, it's interesting to note that now through uh, American Heart Association, there's really this push to have people keep a blood pressure monitor at home. Correct. Unfortunately, what's happened in the pandemic is that a lot of people have lost access to health care, either because they lost insurance or just don't have the, you know, the availability or capability of going to a doctor's office and having kind of their regular checkups. So the what we're trying to do with the American Heart Association is really make it available for people at home because this is one measurement that can be done at home and done regularly. And um, it's a number that I often rely rely on in my clinical practice, 
um, the measurements that patients bring in from their home. And we can do a lot with it. We can track it. We can, if we need to adjust medications, we do, and we can, you know, do that very reliably based on what's measured at home. So let's just take a step back or off to the side to talk about these numbers and why it is so important to know our blood pressure. Absolutely. So high blood pressure, um, a lot of people don't realize, is a leading cause of heart disease and stroke. And it's one thing that we can control. Even if you don't feel it, it's important to control it so that it reduces the risk of having a heart attack or a stroke down the road. About 75%, um, or sorry, let me rephrase, about half of Americans have high blood pressure, and of that half, 75% of them do not realize that they have high blood pressure. And those are significant numbers. So is it safe to say just get it checked, uh, make sure that that is checked and you know what it is? Correct. There's, you know, we always tell people that there are certain numbers that you should keep track of. If you, even if you don't go to a doctor's office regularly, you can have a home blood pressure machine or sometimes pharmacies have it or you can go to your local fire station and get it checked. Keeping track of your blood pressure is something that's so easily doable and such a controllable, controllable risk factor for, for those um, diseases that I mentioned. So to keep track of it at home, first of all, we need to have a, a good quality monitor, right? Right. And, and a lot of patients ask me, oh, is my machine good enough or how do I tell a good quality machine? Uh, we have a website called validatebp.org. That's V-A-L-I-D-A-T-E-B-P.org. Um, where you can check uh, if the blood pressure device that you have, it meets the criteria by the American Medical Association for being a good device, accurate and reliable. Um, so that's one way of checking it. The other way you can do it is just bring your blood pressure in to a clinic or an office and we can compare your home machine against the clinic machine to, to validate it. So in that event, might it be that the our home device isn't necessarily great, but we can see what the discrepancy is and still work with it, or would it be best to get a better one? Uh, it's, I think it's better to check it and work with what you have, but if it doesn't, then certainly we want accuracy and because we don't want to treat unnecessarily uh, low blood pressure or high blood pressure. We want to treat the patients that, that have high blood pressure. And if you don't have access to a blood pressure machine at home, um, you can check with your healthcare provider to see if they have a loaner program. Or um, the American Heart Association works with community health centers to provide devices to patients also. So if you're not sure about yours, you can check it. And if it's not accurate, you can certainly get a different one. And you didn't mention you don't want to treat of blood pressure if it's too low or too 
or too high, or well, you do want to treat it if it's too high. But uh, so low blood pressure is a concern, but that is not something that is critical in terms of heart disease and stroke. No, normal blood pressure is less than 120 millimeters mercury over 80 millimeters mercury. We can start seeing blood pressure creep up and don't necessarily have to treat it with a medicine. And that's when it starts being 120s, 122, 129. Um, But that bottom number, the diastolic blood pressure less than 80, that's considered elevated blood pressure category, but doesn't necessarily require medicine. And then anything above 130 over 80 we definitely start being more concerned and we need to treat it with medicines. And medicine is typically uh, a pill form of medication, right? Correct. Correct. Um, And, and a lot of times it's, um, it's first, first implementation, first way that we treat it is with lifestyle changes. So that means pursuing a low salt diet, really eliminating sodium from the diet, Um, making sure you're doing alcohol, taking alcohol only in moderation, Um, doing regular exercise. Those are different ways that people can implement change in their life to control blood pressure before it comes to taking medications. Great. Really a critical point to make in terms of just healthy uh, lifestyle. Right, right. So in taking blood pressure readings at home, so we've determined then that we have a a good, reliable device at home, and uh, the recommendation is to, is it to take it daily uh, or once a week? What's your recommendation, Dr. Kapoor? We recommend that you take it at least once a day, um, hopefully at the same approximate time on a daily basis. And, you know, I was mentioning, oh, we don't want to treat too high a blood pressure bite. And I should clarify by what I mean by that is there are certain things that will cause your blood pressure to go up, but that's not necessarily hypertension. So, for example, if you've just had caffeine or just come from exercising, then that will cause your blood pressure to go up. And ideally, what we want to do is wait 30 minutes um, after you've exercised or had coffee or alcohol before we check your blood pressure. And then once you do go to check it, make sure you've emptied your bladder and waited five minutes, uh, resting quietly, sitting straight on a chair with feet flat on the ground and really making sure that your arm is at the level of the heart and resting on a flat surface. And then when you do check your blood pressure, maybe take two or three readings, uh, take an average of them. Some people who are already on medications like to check their blood pressure first thing in the morning and then another uh, check later in the day after they've given their medications time to kind of kick in. In terms of checking it, I noticed on a website it showed keeping track of it, you know, keeping a notebook or whatever, mm-hmm. just to see 
what it is and you can compare it over a, well, morning to evening, whatever, and throughout the week and throughout the, the weeks to bring it to a doctor appointment. Exactly. A lot of times there is, a lot of people have heard of the term called white coat syndrome, which is they go to a clinic, they're anxious or have just driven through the traffic snarl on 405, and they get to clinic and their blood pressure is high. And, you know, that's a transient increase. It's response to an emotional stress. And that's okay. Blood pressure is a dynamic number. It's supposed to go up and down. But that's not the blood pressure we necessarily want to treat. We want to treat the number that you're experiencing on a daily basis at home. So for me, it's very helpful as a doctor if you bring your home log in and I can see the trends over time. It doesn't have to be, you know, over five years worth of records. Um, It's helpful if it's every day, but any blood pressure numbers are better than none. Right. And as I think about that, and it seems like a really great idea to do that, if we happen to note that one day it is maybe more elevated to maybe also make a notation at that point as to something different that may have occurred at that time so we can share that with you when we come to see you for our appointment. Kate, that's such a helpful suggestion. <laughs> I can't begin to tell you how many times I have patients with hypertension who come in and they're like, you know, this these past two, three days, it, my blood pressure has really been like in the 130s over 80s and before it was 120s. And we kind of sit through and it's a little bit of a whodunit of why did this change happen? And we talk about, oh, was it because you had a particularly salty soup that day, or maybe you didn't do your regular exercise that day. And and I think having those helpful notations, because you may remember it for a day or two, but when you when it's time to bring the log into the doctor's office, you've forgotten if on that particular day you had a salty soup or whether you did go for an exercise or didn't go for an exercise. So having a log like that is helpful, but not crucial. Right. So, yes, don't give ourselves any additional stress by having to remember all these details. Just jot it down. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And what's what is uh, kind of what is interesting, definitely to note, is that in terms of uh, blood pressure devices, that the awareness of how this is so critical to our health, there's more and more uh, opportunity or uh, availability through health plans and even through Medicare potentially to uh, have have uh, these devices provided to us. Yes. So it's in some ways it's frustrating, but it's also wonderful that we have this access potentially available of having coverage through insurance, through Medicare. Um, There are several restrictions on it, so it varies from person to person, and we really write a prescription and see if an individual person can get it covered. But um, American Heart Association is working with um, the Cardiovascular Diabetes Leadership Network in the Washington State area to really advocate for insurances to cover the purchases of blood pressure devices. Um, It's not necessarily for people 
who already have high blood pressure to keep track of, but it's also an important thing for people who don't yet have hypertension to really keep track of it. So we would advocate that every health insurance and Medicare and um, should really cover for people to be able to obtain a device. Um, we're also, um, as I mentioned, the American Medical Association website where there's a list of validated blood pressure machines. Um, so it's a helpful resource for people who are looking to go out and get one. And you made mention of diabetes uh, just a, a moment ago, where it made me think about having other health conditions, particularly diabetes being as um, much on the rise as it is. Does it perhaps predispose a person to having uh, a higher chance of a blood, higher blood pressure? Certainly. And I think the the what I call the trifecta of having blood pressure, cholesterol, and diabetes, that's a combination that um, individuals with any of those diseases need to be really on the lookout for the other because that trifecta is such a high risk for having heart disease and stroke down the road. And again, the idea is that those are preventable diseases. These are controllable risk factors. Yes. Um, so having certainly also renal disease, kidney disease, that can be a risk factor for having high blood pressure. And really the combination of any of them can be fairly deadly for a person if they're not on top of it. And then we add on top of all this another layer from the past almost two years of COVID, and that can certainly, we've heard of people who, uh, with predisposed or other conditions, going into hospital having a much more difficult time should they contract COVID. Yes. I, um, blood hypertension or high blood pressure, that was one of the early, early risk factors that we saw, um, or maybe not necessarily a risk factor, but certainly what we saw was People who had hypertension and contracted COVID uh, were at much higher risk of having um, to go into the hospital for having more severe illness and from really dying from COVID. Um, so there's something about having high blood pressure and other comorbidities, um, health issues like diabetes and cholesterol and kidney disease, um, where it, it makes a individual more susceptible to the severe effects of COVID. So that is all important to note. And then to go back to what you said earlier about how this is really preventable, that uh, what we do, what we eat, our activity level, uh, resulting in what, uh, what size we are in terms of weight, really is something we do have control over. Yes. It's uh, when you start seeing that number creep up, it's a wake-up call. Um, really reevaluate how you're living your day-to-day -day life, what you're putting in your body. Um, read the labels. That's, um, you know, a lot of times people tell me, oh, I, I don't eat very salty food, or rather I don't add salt to my food. But if there's, you know, if the main diet is 
uh, in the form of processed foods or prepackaged meals, then somebody else is controlling the salt for you, um, and that's not a good place to be. So keeping keeping track of your salt intake is huge in um, treating and preventing hypertension. Um, and of course, daily exercise, the recommended uh, amount of exercise is 30 minutes um, a day, five days a week, um, or rather a total of 150 minutes of moderate intensity exercise. And that can just be a brisk walk. I know a lot of people do not have access to gyms or equipment, especially um, given the pandemic, but that's okay. Uh, walking outside is free and it's open air. So your risk of getting infection certainly is certainly low. Um, and we're blessed with a lot of natural beauty here in the Pacific Northwest to so take advantage of it and uh, do your heart a favor at the same time. So out of curiosity, in terms of that 30 minutes, it should be one 30-minute period. We don't want to break it up into two 15-minute segments, for instance. Correct. I, you know, the the 30 minutes is a chunk of time that's doable for most people on a daily basis. But as I said, the important number is really 150 minutes total in a week. And being active um, for your job or at your home, going out, doing chores, doing, um, you know, yard work, all of those are an important part of being heart healthy. But Doing the regimented exercise program of 150 minutes a week uh, with at least, you know, some amount of continuous exercise where you really get your heart rate up and keep it elevated, that's a really important part of heart health and keeping your blood pressure low. Okay, so that is a, a key piece there. Is You did tell us earlier, brisk walking. So we want to make sure that we are causing our heart to, to pump a little more than just uh, taking a little stroll. Exactly. There's a, you know, there's definitely time for a stroll and smell the roses kind of uh, of exercise. But for heart health, we need to do a little bit more moderate uh, intensity to the point where you can, you know, walk briskly and still carry on a conversation. So it doesn't have to be a jog or a run. But some level of moderate activity. Right. So there is a, a great website. Uh, probably there's a lot of websites, but certainly through the American Heart Association, we can get some really good uh, direction and support and reminders of how we need to approach uh, blood pressure, healthy living, even getting recipes. Right. Um, I love that website. I follow um, American Heart Association on social media, on Facebook and Twitter. And gosh, some of those recipes look really tasty. <laughs> um, and I, I'm, uh, I'm not much of a cook myself, but I'm definitely tempted to take up a ladle uh, when I see those. <laughs> but uh, heart.org is a very good um, uh, resource for the American Heart Association um, where you can go and download um, information on uh, how to measure blood pressure correctly. And it kind of goes over all the things that I was saying, which is, you know, don't uh, smoke or have food with caffeine or alcohol or exercise within 30 minutes of blood pressure check. 
make sure you're sitting quietly for five minutes before you actually check it. Um, so going through and how to position a blood pressure correctly, all of that is available from the um, American Heart Association website. The other thing that the American Heart Association is doing is really working in high-risk communities um, and community health centers and collaborating with um, uh, with CMAR clinic, neighborhood care cl- health clinics in King County, um, all of these clinics to make sure that we have home blood pressure devices available for people and training on how to check blood pressure correctly. So that is important to know if we are in a population that has a higher predisposition. And, you know, comes to mind, African-Americans, Blacks, tend to have a higher propensity. And, and so it's not that it's not controllable, but just to really be aware of what to do to help ourselves. Exactly. It's our most vulnerable population in, in the greater Puget Sound area. And these are the individuals who maybe don't have as much access to uh, fresh foods and maybe don't have as, as much access to health care. And this is something that they can really take control of at home even. Um, so it's important for us to kind of reach out to them and make these resources available. Right. So let's mention the website again, because here again is just a, a great broad spectrum of so many things that are really critical to our heart and brain health. Right. And that website um, for the particularly American Heart Association, the Puget Sound uh, website is heart.org, H-E-A-R-T dot O-R-G backslash Puget sound, all one word. Perfect. So we've we've got our uh, marching orders, so to speak. Uh, really, they're pretty simple and direct, aren't they, Dr. Kapoor? Yes. Keep track of your numbers, blood pressure being one of the important ones. Keep a record of it. Check it once a day. Follow the instructions on the, on the um, infographic that we have on that website. And if you see that it's consistently creeping above 130 over 80, reach out to your doctor. Right. And then just incorporate maybe bit by bit, or if you're doing it already, just really maintain that 30 minute minutes of a brisk activity daily, at least five days a week. Right. Make sure you keep track of your salt that you're taking. And goodness, if you're smoking, please. Talk to us, reach out to us to stop smoking. That's definitely a preventable risk factor also for all of these diseases, including blood pressure. And certainly really uh, strongly support that and and intervene where our young people are concerned. It seems, I think, as we are more mature, we realize the the problems and we maybe give up the smoking. But uh, I see so many young people indulging. Right. And, I, you know, American Heart Association has been working closely um, with our state legislators, legislative uh, body on um, working on really trying to reduce vaping. It's become a, a little bit of a, well, not a little bit, it's actually become quite a bit of a problem for our young people with all the different flavors. And it's a lot more 
young people are now vaping than were in the past five years. And that number is just increasing. And we really need to get on top of it because otherwise we'll have a different kind of a smoking pandemic on our hand. Right. It's not a way to stop cigarettes. It's just creating its own massive problem. Correct. Right. Correct. Well, Dr. Kapoor, you are definitely such a wonderful voice of reason. As a cardiologist, you definitely have then all that uh, professional experience to help us and encourage us on this path of having a healthy heart and living a good life. Thank you so much for having me and for helping us to spread this message. And let's hope it falls on open ears. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Thank you again. And here's a good website where you can get all the information you need about blood pressure. And it is heart.org forward slash blood pressure. Heart.org forward slash blood pressure. 